0: God, hallelujah. Oh, most holy and everlasting God. We love you, we bless your name. We thank you, God, for dying for us. And then, oh God, you got up for us, oh God. So we bless your holy name. Thank you for every breath we take. Thank you for every step we make. Thank you, God, for resurrection power. Thank you, Lord, for being our everything. Thank you, God, for walking with us, talking with us, and telling us that we are your own. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless Resurrection Sunday. We give you all praise, all honor, and all glory because you're such a mighty God. In the name of our risen Savior, Jesus the Christ, let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. I say it, let the church say amen. Hallelujah. Oh, my God, my God, my God. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. If the truth be told, on this beautiful day we have gathered as the people of God, to celebrate the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. If Christ is not risen, <laughs> we are all miserable with no reasons to rejoice. Deacon Charles, I grew up when Easter was about bunnies and Easter egg hunts and new hats and new clothes. But I thank God that I've been delivered, and I know that Resurrection Sunday is about rising up in the name of Jesus. Can I get a witness? See, Resurrection Sunday is about those who believe in the theology and the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And believe it or not, there are many churchgoers who have not gotten up yet. And just because we show up here does not mean we live a resurrected life. And we ought to stop pretending because Jesus sent the RSVP and the invitation to everyone. But some of us, Alex, have not answered yet. We're still waiting for the right time. There is no right time. (laughs) There's only God's time. And we all need to pray that God will give us the presence of mind to accept him and receive him. Isaiah the prophet said God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts that are higher than our thoughts. The resurrection of Jesus is the thing that was not seen, not heard, and never would have entered the hearts of men. The resurrection from the dead is the most impossible thing a man could think of. And many of us are trying to explain it with our limited knowledge, but with God. All things, I said all things, are possible. And so it's time for us to live a different life if we have truly received the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Is there anything sure in life anymore? I've noticed over the past few months, Brother Sammy, that there are people at different ages who are dying around us teenagers, young adults, old people, infants. And the Bible teaches us that all of us have a due date. And all of us have a date that's already been negotiated with God. And actually, that's not true. God doesn't negotiate with us. All of us have been given a day of our arrival and our return. And whether you're ready to go or not, when God makes the call, guess what? You're on your way. And so if you want to give yourself some resurrection power, this is a good day to give your life to the Lord, not a part of it, but all of it. If you want some resurrection power, then this is the day that you rise up from the debris around you and begin to serve Almighty God. If you don't have resurrection power, it is not possible to please God because in this life you will be mistreated, in this life you will be misunderstood, in this life people will not like you, in this life you will be talked about, but there's something about resurrection power that allows you to get up, but nobody else can raise you up. Can I get a witness? It's something about calling on the name of Jesus and all of a sudden the atmosphere around you begins to change. There's something about resurrection power that allows you to live through the messiness of life so that you can come here and celebrate who Jesus is and be authentic about it. Can I get a witness? You ought to give God at least 30 seconds of hand praise. A resurrected life means you can't keep me down because you don't have the power to raise me up (laughs) a resurrected life means that you can't keep me down because i don't belong to you his resurrection is our own resurrection i'm tired of hearing christians having pity parties i can't do this and i can't do that and i can't do this and I began to say to myself, if you would just take time to pray, then the Lord will tell you what you ought to be doing. If you would take time to pray, then God will show you what avenue you ought to be on. If you would take time to pray, God will get rid of the messiness in your life. God specializes in getting rid of people you cannot get rid of in the flesh. All you got to do is call on the name of Jesus. And in your secret closet, tell God how bad they are. And let the Lord do the separation. Hallelujah, Jesus. Don't fuss with people. Pray about them. Don't curse people out like you belong to the world. Pray them out. Don't talk about people. Pray them out of your way. Don't call out ugly names. Just pray your way through. That's resurrection power. It is time for us to get over ourselves. It's time for us to stop acting as if we know what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. It's time for us to live every minute of every day as if it's our last minute. It's time for us to have our lives in order so that when it's time for us to depart, we don't leave a mess behind for somebody else to clean up. Matter of fact, I thought about this the other day, and I said, you know what? I'm going to ask all disciples of PGC to write their obituaries and give me a copy if I last that long. Give me a copy so I can put it on record, because I have discovered that there are times when families do not know much about you and me. Don't know where you went to school or whether you graduated or not. Don't know how old you really are because you didn't tell the truth. Don't know what you did over here. You don't know about children on the outside or on the inside. Don't matter where you've been. Don't matter where you are going. Write your own obituary and give me a copy, please, so that the church can tell the truth about you. Because I have found out sometimes people make things up because they just don't know what to say. You gone, and you thought you were a Holy Ghost power, and the people found out, no, 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 no. Write it down. Clean it up. Talk to God. And tell God, and say, I want to write my old beard. I don't want to write your old beard. I'm being truthful because I'm going to write what I know and write what I see. God is transcendent over time. He established the cycle of days and seasons by which time is known and reckoned. The Bible says, but God is not limited by time. That's Psalm number 90 in the fourth verse. It is no sense diminishing his presence at work. The eternal God does not grow weary or tired. Thank you, Jesus. And his purposes prevail. So as long as I'm working for God, God is my B12 shot. As long as I'm working for God, God is my iron tablet. God is the one who cleans up my anemia. God is the one who gives you power to stand up when you're too tired to stand up. Resurrection power from God will allow you to do anything in the name of Jesus. Don't you want some power before you die? Don't you want some Holy Ghost power? Don't you want to know that you got the Muhammad Ali punch? Don't you want to know that you are worth something? The Bible says that all people, moreover, will experience a passage of time. But I thank God that those who believe in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ do not deal with the same time zone that those who do not believe. I'm so glad that the grave is not my final destination. I'm so glad that there's another time zone on the other side. And I am so glad that my God is in charge of that time zone. In the New Testament, Jesus coming as the Messiah inaugurated the year of the Lord's favor. The time interval between the incarnation and the second coming appears symbolically as a jubilee year. And as we go back and we look at the book of John, we see that every place Jesus went, Jesus was taking care of the Lord's business. Every place that Jesus went, he lifted up the people and the situations there. Every place Jesus entered, every village, every home, he had resurrection power. And that's how Nicodemus changed. That's how the royal, the son of the royal official changed. That's how the women changed. That's how Mary Magdalene got rid of her demons. That's how Lazarus got up because Jesus has resurrection power. As a disciple of Jesus Christ, do you have any power at all? Can you pray demons away? Do you know when you're in the presence of a demon? Do you know what a demon sounds like, looks like, and smells like? You see, in due season, God shows us everything that we need to see. And the present time holds a sense of urgency for unbelievers. I'm saying to everybody today, under the sound of my voice, if you are not in relationship with Jesus Christ, you need to do that today. If you are not in relationship with Jesus Christ, you need to do that today because tomorrow is not promised to any of us. And Jesus, as you see, the scripture was always on duty. He was always doing what his father told him to do. Are you guilty of obedience? Are you guilty of doing what God has instructed you to do? Are you guilty of rejoicing when the Lord says rejoice? Are you guilty of worshiping God when God says, I want you to worship me in spirit and in truth? I like the way Jesus dealt with the disciples. They were betrayers. That was Judas in the bunch. There were others who didn't believe, Brother James. So what we learn here is that even though people might walk with you and talk with you, doesn't necessarily mean that they are with you. But the Spirit kept revealing to Jesus what he needed to know about the disciples. And in chapter 7, verse number 6, Therefore Jesus told them, My time is not yet. I know Pastor Joseph would know what I'm talking about. There are times when people feel that they know more about your destination than you. And they tell you what time it is in your life, but they know nothing about your life. So what Jesus is teaching us here is lesson one. If you want to know what time it is, got to talk to the timekeeper. If you want to know what time it is, you have to be in conversation with the one who controls the time. Hallelujah. If you want to know what time it is, then you need to be in touch with someone who is sensitive to God's time. So Judas, Jesus' brother, said to him, Leave Galilee and go to Judea, so that your disciples there may see the works you do. And no one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. You see, the disciples wanted showmanship. The disciples wanted Alex to play the drums and draw the crowd so the people would applaud his playing of the drums. And Jesus said, no, 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 no! I'm on God's timing and i'm not looking for a show i'm not looking for anybody to raise me up i'm not looking for anybody to make me feel better about myself because i know who i am in christ jesus i'm not waiting on your compliments i already know that my life has been affirmed by almighty god isn't that powerful that I don't need you to tell me I'm a good person because God already told me that. I don't need you to tell me what time it is because I talk to God all day and all night. And I know what time it is. And the disciples were saying to Jesus, why don't you go over there and then lift the dead and do some other miracles so the people will receive you. And Jesus realized, I don't care if the people receive me or not. I work for the Lord i work for the lord and the lord will tell me what to say it when to say it how to say it because all of time belongs to god in verse number six therefore jesus told them that my time is not yet here for you any time will do listen to that again jesus said to the disciples that my time is not yet come For you, any time will do. Malik, what Jesus is saying is that when you are in relationship with God, God will tell you what time it is. And you will know how to respond. But some of us have conversations with people who have no relationship with God, who have power over us telling us what time it is. It's time to quit. It's time to go away. It's time to break up. It's time to lay down. Oh uh no, no, no. I belong to God, and God informs my time. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify that it's works of evil. Jesus said, you go on and go to the festival. I'm not going up to the festival because my time has not yet fully come. And my sermon title is called, It's Time to Rise Up, because that's my message to the church today. It's time to rise up, and it's time to be like Jesus. It's time to rise up and walk like disciples and talk like disciples and witness like disciples. It's the time for us to rise up in a dark world to say, there is a light from heaven. That will light your surroundings, that will destroy the enemy and just use my name. There there is a light from heaven that God has sent. So you can change things right now if you would just accept some resurrection power. Some of you under the sound of my voice have been fighting the same demon over and over and over and over again. Give the demon to Jesus. Some of us have been crying the same tears year after year after year. Stop crying and give it to Jesus. So, as Jesus is on his way, the disciples are trying to tell him what to do. Can you imagine? (laughs) Can you imagine? This is Jesus, the son of God, and the disciples said, you've done enough over here. Let's go over here so we can have some more splash and have some more excitement. Jesus realizes there is never excitement in the crowd that's authentic. Crowd to crowd. They draw people. doesn't necessarily mean they're good people. The Bible, there are seven verses I want you to write down which deal with God's timing. The first one is, let me get it here, is that his timing, let me go back, I'm sorry. 2 Peter 3, 89. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends, that with the Lord a day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, thank you God. As some understand slowness, instead he is patient with you. Not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. And then scripture number two is Proverbs sixteen nine. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Can I say it again? In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Ecclesiastes said that there's a time for everything and a season, and that is chapter 3, verses 1 through 11. Live for today. This is Proverbs 27.1. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. Have you ever been shocked at what can happen in an hour? Have you ever been shocked of how Things can deteriorate with no notice at all. Jeremiah 29, 11 and 12, where Jeremiah says, the Lord said, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. If you want to know what the plans are for your life, ask God. If you want to know the plans and where you should be going, ask the God." For I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Scripture number 6, Lamentations 3, 25-26, which is our theme for a second year. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him. The Lord is good to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Just about a month ago, I was praying about something, and I needed to get an answer from the Lord. You know what the Lord said to me? Just be quiet. Just be quiet. And sure enough, a few days later, God gave me a picture of what I was supposed to do. But if we spend that time with God and that we're seeking the Lord, I'm here to tell you today that the Lord will answer our cries. The Lord will give us direction. The Lord will lift us up. The Lord will keep us strong. Reverend Paula, the Lord will give you peace after your mom transitions. The Lord will give you peace and comfort in your heart as the only one who can. And scripture number seven, Proverbs 3, 5. Don't you love it? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not just a corner of your heart, but all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. And you know what we need to understand is that when we trust in the Lord with all of our hearts, we get to be like the Lord. Because we cannot do anything successful without God. So when we trust in the Lord with all of our heart, then we have the blessed assurance of pleasing God in everything that we do. Do you give every situation to God? Or do you just choose what you think God can handle? Do you give every situation to God? Or do you pick and choose how God is going to respond in your life? As we look at chapter 7, it appears that the movement of jesus was falling apart jesus also teaches us that every assignment will have some problems every assignment danny will have some issues every assignment will cause Heartache at one time or another. Every assignment will make you cry every now and then because the world hates us. Every assignment will put you in position to ask about your calling. But I'm here to tell you, we serve a God who answers prayer. And we serve a God who has resurrection power. And we serve a God who can rise up himself and raise you up as well. Can I get a witness? And when the disciples left him, they went to Judea. But Jesus didn't go with them. Don't accept every invitation you receive. I'm going to say it again. Do not accept every invitation you receive. Because sometimes demonic spirits will invite you into places to destroy you. Sometimes what looks good might not be as good as you think. So in all situations, we need to pray and ask God. Even look at Matthew 4, where the enemy was talking with Jesus and saying, if you are the son of God, if you are, if you know who you are, why do you need to prove it to anyone at all? And so when the enemy came to Jesus, Jesus said, it is written that man should not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. You see, the enemy hates it when we speak back or talk back with the word. The enemy hates it when we know the word. The enemy hates it when we can say, thus saith the Lord. So if you're skipping Bible study, that might not be the best thing for you to do. Because in this world, I can bear witness that you will need to speak a word over your situation. We were singing that song, I think, last month. Well, sometimes, Connie, you got to encourage yourself. Sometimes you got to lift yourself up. Sometimes you can't tell anybody but Jesus. Jesus rejects that suggestion. Just as we rejected the attempt by some to make him king. How many invitations do you get that someone is going to make you what you've always wanted to be? So Jesus was not trying to gain a following, but Jesus said, my assignment is to reveal the Father. And everywhere I go, I'm checking in as a son of God. You see, when God gives you clarity on who you are in the kingdom, then you are productive in the name of Jesus. And only God can tell you what your assignment really is. And some of us fail because we're in the wrong assignment because we haven't listened to the right voice. But if you get in the right assignment and hear the right voice, you will be able to do a mighty work for the Lord. So it's time for you to say, Lord, I need resurrection power. And by saying this is right for his brothers, he's saying that they are not under the Father's guidance. You see, when you report to heaven, there's some things you can't say. When you report to the Father, there are some things you cannot do. When you report to the Father, there are some activities which should never be on your radar. When you report to the Lord, you all should know that at the end of the situation, you get an evaluation from God. And it's not subjective, it's honestly based on the standards of God. And sometimes churches get confused is that we don't want to have godly standards. We want worldly standards in the Lord's house, and that's not how the Lord operates. There's a world out there, and there's a world in here. But the world in here is controlled by Almighty God. And some people don't want to believe that, but there are things of the world that should never come into the Lord's house. Oh, you ought to say amen. You ought to say it again. Some of our gossip and being trivial and talking about people and doing and saying things that are not right are not godly and God is not glorified. The Lord is pleased when we take on our assignment and serve God in excellence jesus said it's not going to the feast because for me the right time has not yet come jesus was teaching them that when you report to the father the lord will dispatch an angel and the angel will let you know what time it is when it was time for mary right don't you remember the story god dispatched an angel to say it's time that you will conceive. Don't you remember when the Lord sent an angel to talk to Elizabeth? The Lord sent an angel to talk to Isaiah. The Lord sent an angel to talk to Jeremiah. The Lord sent an angel to talk to Moses. The Lord sent an angel to talk to Deborah. The Lord sent an angel to talk to Dale. Have you ever heard from the Lord? Maybe it's time for you to check in. But Jesus made a secret arrival and departure. And that's part of the theme, is that when you know it's time to rise up, nothing can keep you down. If the claims of Jesus are not true, then he is not a harmless teacher. But Jesus and his opponents cannot both be correct. Everybody should be telling the same truth all the time. The Bible only gives us the word of God so that we can study the word and that we will understand it for ourselves. And some of us are old, and we're still depending on somebody else to tell us what the say the Lord. But I love the way the writer in Ecclesiastes wrapped all of this up. A time for everything. A season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, to embrace the time to refrain from embracing. There's a time to search and a time to give up. And number seven says there's a time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. I would think on Resurrection Sunday that we would make some noise in the name of Jesus because he got up. And because he got up, we get up. I would think that we ought to have enough Holy Ghost power that we can rise up and give the Lord some praise for being our God. I would think on Resurrection Sunday that some of us ought to just rise up, not because we feel like it, not because we ache a little bit, but rise up because he got up. I would think on Resurrection Sunday that you can look at the scenery around you and say, I am rising up out of this situation because I serve an almighty God. I would think on Resurrection Sunday that the people of God ought to have something to say about the God we serve. I would think on Resurrection Sunday that we would have something to say about a God who has kept us another year, another day, another hour. It's time for us to rise up. It's time for us to rise up from anxiety. To rise up from bitterness to rise up from being grieved, rise up from being dark like the world it's time for us to rise up in righteousness it's time for us to rise up in love, it's time for us to say yes I love Jesus it's time for us to say I love you Lord with all of my heart, my soul my mind, my strength it's time for us to rise up and tell a dying world, I serve a Lord who can do anything. I serve a God who raises the dead. I serve a God who can speak peace. I serve a God who has power over death and life. I serve a God who can change any situation. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. time. It's time, rise up in the name of Jesus. It's time, rise up in his holy name. It's time, it's time, it's time, church, it's time to witness for the Lord. It's time to rise up in the name of Jesus. Oh, I love you, Lord. Oh, I love you, Lord. I
2: love you, Lord, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's time. Yes, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Pastor, for that word. I can't think of any other Sunday than today. That you make that decision to turn your life over to Christ. It's just a matter of surrendering yourself. Surrendering yourself and humbling yourself to say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I believe you died for my sins (laughs) and rose on that third day. And all you got to do also is confess Thank you. Thank you. that he is lord of all and by doing those things guess what <laughs> you have access to the kingdom just by saying those words you would be able to start fresh start new have a new beginning shedding off some of those worldly things that you just heard about and become a new creature in christ amen But there's one special thing about all of that. (laughs) You have access to Holy Ghost power. A power that never fades away. It will always be there wherever you go. And it'll be there to watch over you and everything that you do and say. And what a peace. What a peace you should have. On today, right now, we're going to take this time for you to do that. Go ahead and admit, say that I'm a sinner. That's all you got to do, say I'm a sinner. And I believe that you've died for me on the cross to take that away. And we will pray for you. If today is your day, just go ahead and send us a prayer request on our website and say salvation at the title. And let us call you and contact you and get you on your journey to our new life in Christ. Amen. (laughs) There's joy, there's happiness on this side. So let that world go behind you and start fresh on today. Amen. What did Jesus do? Come on, y'all.
1: Jesus went
2: to Calvary
1: to save a wretch like you and me.
2: Jesus went went to Calvary
1: to save the wretch. Our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God. If you have a prayer request or praying report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church Post Office Box 3603-CARY, North Carolina 27519. Or call us at 919-363-5198. Or visit us on the web www.pgc-carry.org Thank you again and